Hey everybody, welcome back to the sixth episode of Project Podcast. We decided that was the name that we were going to stick with, and we also started an Instagram account. If you guys want to follow us there, keep up to date with everything. Um, in this episode, we'll be discussing both Mortal Kombat live-action films, uh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and the animated film Scorpion's Revenge, as well as parts of the new expansion that just dropped for Mortal Kombat 11. This is our kind of Mortal Kombat special episode. Yeah, so in, in addition to this being a bit more of an ambitious uh, episode, I guess you could say, this is also the first time Cameron and I are actually recording next to each other, which is kind of an interesting change of pace. That's right. We're recording this live <laughs> instead of from across the country. So On, on one, on one uh, microphone huddled together to get the best, <laughs> the best quality. <laughs> so yeah, spoilers for everything. Um, yeah, I guess we can try and put time codes in the description too so you can skip around to whatever point you want to listen to if you haven't played certain points of the game or not so or watch something so uh to start us off would you like to speak about the mk expansion that just recently came out mk 11 aftermath yeah so i guess i want to start with who is your favorite mortal kombat character uh easily johnny cage i i I can't say i've been a huge mortal kombat for a long time huge mortal kombat fan for a long time uh, my friend got me more into it when this last game came out, and I really, really enjoyed how they made Johnny's character. Um, and then diving into the other games, you know, he, he just him being like my first favorite character, it's always been easy to attach myself with him. And yeah. he's been my main, so uh, of course. That's good. I'm terrible with Johnny Cage. and But I think he has one of the most amounts of character development in the whole franchise. Like, he grows the most as a character, I feel like. I would definitely agree with that. Um, I think, well, so I usually main Scorpion, but I think my favorite, I really like all the ninja characters, like Scorpion, Sub-Zero, but my favorite one I think is Rain, because I started playing on Mortal Kombat 3, and he was like an unlockable character, and like a hidden character, and I always thought he was so cool, and I never was able to unlock him, but yeah, yeah, he was always one of those like mystery characters i never got to play as and then when i finally got to play as him on mortal kombat 9 when he was dlc i thought it was so cool so rain is definitely my favorite character they do a really good job with dlc yeah they just they added do. the robocop which is so cool yeah robocop spot i mean they always do it like every time they add a new character it's one of those things where typically dlc characters in fighting games don't really interest me but they add some character to mk and you're like oh wow that's really cool <laughs> yeah they, the dlc characters are really cool so what did you think of the uh the actual expansion um i just have story beats down here that really impressed me i thought it was really cool when shang Tsung like almost gets killed and he has to suck uh the revenant night wolf soul out and just like the the graphics of his face when he is all like messed up yeah. absorbing his soul i thought was so cool in that scene I, yeah in that scene like right before they have a like they do such a good job it's like every single game they just get better at making it like the, the goriness go up like be amped up as well as like the choreography as well because even like i think it's in that scene at least but like fujin like puts out um 
like a like a wave of winds as Kung Lao like spins around it with his with his hands just like slicing people open. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, that was that was cool. <laughs> yeah, they do a really good job. And then I did love Johnny Cage in this. Like, there's a scene where I think it's the chapter where you're Sindel and Shao Kahn, mm-hmm. and you have to fight Johnny Cage, and you get to pick one of them. And it was like honestly kind of sad that you had to kick Johnny Cage's ass. Because, I was really sad. Yeah, because he's like, you I'm here him. to defend my family, <laughs> yeah. and you just have to beat him. Yeah, you defeat you defeat his wife, his child, and then him. Very <laughs> lastly, and you know I love Johnny Cage. I remember like, like yeah, when he when he got into like the fighting stance, and I was I think I played his, I think yeah, it was just Sindel. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sad when that happened when they like threw him through the portal like with the soldiers escorting him. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like I don't think he deserved that. Uh-uh. <laughs> and then, especially for how much of a hero they build him up to be. Yeah, like, after all get, of his redemption and character development, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I guess he's useless now. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> time changed and now he's useless. Um, and then the end I did not see coming when, uh. They're just about to fight Kronika, and Shang Tsung steals Raiden and Fujin's souls. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. I th- that really surprised me that he just like killed them right there. I thought it was really surprising that they allowed you to choose who would become victorious at the end. Yeah. Because that's never been something that they've done before, I don't mm-hmm. think. No. Well, I thought that fighting Kronika versus Shang Tsung was way harder than the Liu Kang versus... You think so? Versus Shang Tsung. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I lost a couple times to fighting Kronika, but I beat both of those on my first try for nice. Shang Tsung and Liu Kang. But which which ending do you think was better? Uh, because Shang Tsung... I think, I think the one with Liu Kang opens itself up for Mortal Kombat 12 a bit better. Mm-hmm. I think that that one's canon. Yeah, but I like I like how they did it, where it was like showing, like Shang Tsung on like the big throne, like he's just <laughs> giant. Yeah, like eighty feet above everybody else. I really like that. I also, yeah, I, uh, I didn't realize until we watched the movies, but uh, the voice actor for Shang Tsung is the same actor that played him in the first movie, mm-hmm. and he does awesome. He's so good. He's really he's one really of the good. best parts. I yeah. think, and I think. I mean, we'll we'll get into it later, but I think that's why you probably don't see him or other people in Annihilation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they have some some respect. Um, the rest I had was just notes on the DLC characters. So, um, Shiva's second fatality is just super brutal. I was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe they did that." <laughs> <laughs> It's so messed up. What what is what is it? So she like picks up the guy, turns him upside down, like smashes his head on the ground, and then his jaw pops off, and then she steps on his head and rips oh, and his ri- head. Yeah, off. you're right. Okay, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that one now. That one was so graphic. <laughs> yeah, jeez. The one thing, okay, I I do have to say, I I already I already made my piece saying that I I do think the DLC characters for the Nether Realm games are done really well, but. I do feel like, as cool as Aftermath was, I do feel like it was kind of lame that you, it gave you the opportunity to play as all these characters, but you still had to buy them if oh. you want to play them at, at other points. It feels like, to me, it feels like that Aftermath, while, while I'm not going to say what there wasn't like good work put into it and passion, but to me it feels like they're at, they added this because the PS5 is coming out 
and they want to have a Mortal Kombat 11 like game of the year edition or something and, and it just DLC. comes and it just comes with that much more mm-hmm. at least that's what i think their plan was that that makes the most sense to me that does actually make sense yeah but i i really did like playing as shang sung because of all the references that he had to all the other ninja characters like i said the ninja characters are my favorite because mm-hmm. he has the move where he like turns into smoke and can do the counter and then he does the reptile slide and then he does like a the, levitation move yeah, with yeah. ermac and then his uh, his ex or his uh, fatal blow has like Scorpion and Sub Zero in it. I think that that was super cool. And the fact that you could just steal someone's soul for a bit and be that character. Yeah, I think that's super cool as yeah. well. They they found uh, they found a in a, a z- like a hundred percent combo that you could do with Johnny Cage as Shang Tsung. Whoa! So like <laughs> you like cha- you steal his soul and then like you, you do I don't I don't know the whole combo string but yeah you steal johnny cage's soul you combo john the other johnny cage without using any of your meter and then you're able to get the 100 percent combo on and That's same crazy. with fujin i don't know if they patched this out but you know how he has that little move where it's like it might be like forward or back one or two but where he just slides forward mm-hmm. you can get it where you catch them in the animation and you can get them stuck in the corner and do that until they die it's <laughs> <laughs> so annoying yeah um and then the two DLC characters I've been playing with the most actually are Joker and Spawn. I really like Joker's friendship. Have you used, done any of the friendship finishers? I have not. I, I want I like the Jack's friendship though, the saxophone. Oh, I yeah. like that one a lot. Well the Joker one is really funny. He like pulls out his gun like he's gonna shoot them and then a batarang comes in and knocks it away. He's like, Oh, come on, Batman. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> that pretty was good. It. That was his friendship. And then Joker's apparently I, they had they had a recently big patch. They kind of hurt Johnny, sadly. But I, I don't know how much they did to Joker. But I know Joker's a nuts character in that game. I did. I do like playing as Joker. And then um, Spawn, I really like playing with, too. And I noticed that Keith David voices him from They Live. Oh, really? Yeah, Keith David voices Spawn. That's really cool, actually. So, mm-hmm. They just have a cool team with Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so do you have, what are your final thoughts on this expansion? I think, game? do you like it? Did you like it? I did like it. I think, like I said, I feel like in, in a, in a, in a bigger picture type of way, it felt like it was a way to promote the game a bit more and maybe have just get more income for it. Cause like, like I said, you, the, the, the expansion's what, like almost like $40. Mm-hmm. And you don't get any of the characters. Well, yes, because I hadn't bought. I, it kind of made me buy all the DLC characters. Yeah, and because I was like, that's that's so lame. You're, it's it's not. If it gave you all the characters, it would be worth forty dollars. I really don't think the expansion in of itself is worth forty dollars. Well, like if it wasn't for that expansion, I probably wouldn't have played Mortal Kombat Eleven again. Like that expansion made me buy all the DLC characters. So like I bought all the characters and the expansion. Mm-hmm. So. It kind of did its job on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I definitely see what you're saying. But I like it anyway. Like, I like the story, but I realized that I'm going to like it no matter what just because it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you know, and exactly. And the gameplay is super fun. Like, any, any, if... Anything could happen as long as there's characters that I like just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I like that it's kind of like a movie. And yeah. like you watch the movie, but then you get to play in the fights, and the gameplay is just super fun. Anyway. I was gonna say too, I was really impressed because I like watching the, 
because I don't. When did Mortal Kombat 11 come out? Like one or two Last years ago. Year. I think it was like a year from September. It still know, looks like so the graphics good. are really good. It, it really does look like a movie when they're walking around like talking to each other. It looks mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. So yeah, I realized I was gonna like it no matter what. So I feel like I can't really give a rating to it because I'm biased. Um, but I am afraid of something I'm gonna call RTS, which is resetting the timeline syndrome oh which is like yeah this is a warner brothers property and so is dc and dc does the thing where they reboot the universe all the time like every year yeah so i'm afraid mortal kombat is like getting into that uh rhythm of just like resetting the timeline because it's only been three games on the the new timeline that they just reset so i think it would be cool if they did it where like Liu king is the right Raiden figure. Yeah, I, wanna... I think if they went with that, that'd be cool. But I could also see where I could, I definitely agree with you. They definitely they have the capability, and they might change the timeline, restart it. Yeah, it's it's like the thing with DC where the characters are too they're they're too well known at this point to really change up that much. And if they do change them up, they they have to like return them to the status quo. It's a lot like comic books, you know? Like yeah. these characters have kind of been around for so long. And they've been portrayed a certain way, and people kind of expect them to be portrayed in a certain way. And if if they change it all, they're just gonna get brought back. True. And so true. that's just kind of what I'm afraid of with to be. But also, the games. at least I would get to play as Melina and other. That's games. true. <laughs> like, I do like it, playing been, as Melina. I mean, Melina's so fun. It's been a while since we've been able to be. Wait, was didn't they make Goro a DLC character in the last game, or was he just part in of Mortal it? Kombat 10? Yeah. yeah. He was a, they should. I, I. I'm of the belief he should be in every game. <laughs> he's fun. I, th- I think he's just such a cool character. All right. So from here, I guess we uh, will begin speaking about the actual live action movies. Yeah. So. And uh, just just again as a warning, we've said it at the beginning, but there will be spoilers. Um, not that it matters if we spoil Annihilation for you guys. <laughs> but, but you should other. definitely watch <laughs> Annihilation anyway. <laughs> True, you know, as much watching it, talking about it gives no justice to how bad it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> so I think starting off with this film, it's it's kind of like Daredevil, where it's like so bad it's good. Yeah, it's like super entertaining to watch because it's so bad. But I think this is a more important film than Daredevil because they do a lot with setting up characters. Like this movie is responsible for setting up character personalities for the rest of the like the whole franchise because when this movie came out the only thing that was out was the arcade cabinet there was there was like from, only, from what i I, th- I could be wrong but i think it this game came out after mk3 yeah right after mk3 so okay. like those were just the arcade games there were no no cutscenes or anything all you did was pick a character and go through the tower like and you had the the short general story introduction, then you got the character ending. So there really wasn't that much characterization for any of the characters. So I think this movie is really important in setting up. It's in, it influential for the rest of the franchise yeah. for setting up the characterizations for all the characters in this. I would definitely agree. I would 100% agree, mm-hmm. especially with Johnny Cage. Johnny um, Cage, yeah, and and Kano actually. So Kano, yeah, Kano, yeah, you're right. Uh huh. Because yeah. Kano in the original game was supposed to be like a Japanese American guy. Oh really? Yeah, but they Ed Boon and John Tobias liked his portrayal of the character so much that they retconned him to being an Australian guy. I was gonna say because like 
that that is one thing when I watched it. It's it's it's, it's a different experience watching it now versus because like you said a lot of the characterization that came from this movie developed in a lot of ways for these games so it's it's almost weird being like wow they did that character like really really well to like who he is watching the movie but then you're like oh actually this movie the game yeah the games did the character really well to this movie like, uh-huh, yeah. yeah um one of the just nitpicks that i had was they refer to Liu kang not as part of the Shaolin, but it's like the Order of Light or something. That just, it's a weird nitpick that bugged me that just isn't in continuity. But it could just be a thing where it was too early and they didn't have all the characterization yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say before we jump into talking about characters, individual characters, is the the amount of times that flawless victory gets said oh during my this God. movie, even when it's not a flawless victory. Yeah. Like, when when Johnny Cage fights Goro, and, like, Goro definitely hits Johnny Cage. Or no, wait. No, it's after Liu Kang beats up Shang Tsung, and it's like, Shang Tsung definitely hit yeah, and you. He, and then and he then says like, it. Flawless victory. And you're like, okay, I, I get that that's part of the game, but also in my mind, it's like... It doesn't work. It makes sense if Shang Tsung says it, because he is, like, who runs, runs the it. tournament. Yeah. So, like, it's like, okay, I can get over it, whatever. You gotta say it once. It's a Mortal Kombat movie. But if we're talking about cheesy... Uh, cheesy things that they have from the games scorpion doesn't know how to say a lot of words does he (laughs) he only get over here well ed boon does the voice for scorpion does he really yeah that's uh funny yeah he does i think the only two things he says is get over here and then when johnny cage goes above him he goes get down here (laughs) you're like oh wow that's that's sick (laughs) um well back to the flawless victory thing and then we can move on but the uh there's only, I, I, I read that there's four times that flawless victory gets says that gets said after a fight and only two of them were actually flawless victories where like the winner doesn't ever get hit. What is it? So Sonya versus Kano and I think it's Sonya versus Kano and Johnny Cage versus Goro. I don't think Johnny Cage ever gets hit because he just hits him in so the balls either. and then yeah. hits him off the cliff. I'm glad that they have that. Yeah, that's the other thing that I love about Johnny so much. Just if I could sl- like slide and do the splits and just punch <laughs> someone in the nuts as part of my like martial arts training, that'd be so sick. <laughs> be hilarious. That'd be incredible. Um, what do you think about Goro? And I guess I I I, I guess yeah. Let's let's talk about Goro next. And then you brought mm-hmm. him up because I'm yeah. just curious because. Mortal Kombat the movies aren't are, aren't known for being that good special mm-hmm. effects wise but honestly goro is not that bad the puppet is not that bad yeah. it's cool it's definitely aged but it it works better than like if it was cgi than cgi yeah. yeah especially for the time it reminds me a lot of the the 1990 ninja turtle costumes yeah oh, i like could puppets. definitely see that yeah I, I i thought it was pretty okay yeah i thought it, i thought it worked it got its job done it didn't distract from the only thing that distracted distracted me with Goro is he only has one scene where he actually talks um, and it's when he's in the room speaking with Kano like before the tournament begins but other than that he literally just yells oh. and he'll do it for like four minutes <laughs> and everybody's like Goro Goro and he'll just be standing going oh. <laughs> and it's kind of cool the first time he does it but then like you're sitting there and you're like 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I guess we could talk about the ninjas now because we kind of talked about Scorpion only saying the two lines. What do you think about his like the spear oh. being like a living a living thing? If it, it seems uh, yeah, it felt like a gimmick to use more CGI. Mm-hmm. I also, I'm sure. I'm sure they thought. I'm sure they thought it would be really cool, but and like you said, the characters weren't that developed yet, so they were able to take a bit more liberty. But it's pretty lame. Mm-hmm. I, I wish it was like more of a weapon, and maybe also it was part of because this movie's not violent, and Mortal Kombat's known for being super violent. So maybe it was their way of giving him the sphere, the spear, and making it less violent. That would actually make sense too. Yeah. What do you think? I what do you think about the? I'll yeah I'll, I'll ask you first before I intervene with what I think. But this fight between Scorpion and Johnny Cage, I I honestly think it's one of the better fights. Like, I think so too. So apparently, they, um, when the movie first came out, like the initial cut with all the focus groups and stuff, they thought or they said that there wasn't enough like martial arts fighting and stuff. So they went back and did reshoots to do um to add more to the scorpion and johnny cage fight so all the reshoots were them in the nether realm okay every time like when it got oh and then it was them in the forest was the original yeah them okay. in the forest was the original fight and then it just ended with johnny cage kicking him but then they added where like they teleport to the nether realm and everything i'm really glad they did that because I, I think the that's part the best part yeah yeah and, and then that, the, the part at the end especially because it, it's the one part in the movie where he's able to kill him in a mortal combat like, oh, like cutting his head, in his, half. his head off yeah and the thing that i love just being a johnny cage fan so much was when he ran from him as he was exploding like literally the typical stereotype like the stereotypical actor thing literally running away from the explosion uh-huh. and then as he does it like his little card his, oh yeah his photograph like, with his name to sign, your biggest like, fan i saw him like oh that's so cool <laughs> i think this is out of the three movies it's my favorite johnny cage mm-hmm. in this movie i like that he's trying to like prove himself that like because nobody takes him seriously and he wants to prove himself to be like a good actor yeah i agree and, yeah and that he can actually fight um yeah i like johnny cage and i also like Liu kang a lot more in this movie than any of the other ones because he was casted well. They cast yeah, pretty decently yeah, well. Yeah, the casting in this movie. I think is pretty good. Except for Raiden. Raiden what? is god Hell. damn horrible. I think I think he's pretty good. I, I think, think he's Raiden's the worst part good. of it. Well, he's like he's like oh, I wish I had more like actual notes written now. But there are so many times he'll be sitting there and he's like, I don't know. He just seems like so like witty and like oh haha like you guys wouldn't even understand the power of the gods and something and it's like I don't know to me. Raiden, in my mind, is like, he's an elder god. He doesn't seem like an elder god in it. I guess you're right. Like, he feels more like he's just, like, making fun of them for not yeah. being that good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I don't know. I like him. I think he's a good actor. Originally, they wanted Sean Connery to be Raiden. Or really? Raiden but then he, Sean Connery didn't want to do it, and but he was friends with the guy that ended up getting to be Raiden because... They were both in Highlander together. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen Highlander? I have not seen Highlander, no. Yeah, so the guy that plays Raiden and that is the main character in Highlander, and Sean Connery is also in that movie. I, I can't remember, but does Raiden even really use his powers in the first one? 
Not really. I think I think I that's I'm okay with that because he he's flips. supposed to like not interfere with the tournament. That's fair. He flips over Liu Kang when he first meets him, and then as he's flipping him over, there's a thunder sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when they're on the boat too, at the beginning, he like oh, and he has a little eye sparkle that's like, uh-huh. and he like teleports there too, and he like turns into lightning. And that's moves fair. Away. I don't I don't know. In my mind, I just feel like they didn't do enough with him because like for such a wacky story, I feel like Raiden's such a fantastic character and i think that's why mk9 works so well with the tournament oh, story is because is like driving the whole thing. yeah he's because he because he it, it, it makes sense right like i don't know like he's mm-hmm. like such a he's defender of earth and no he is an elder god yeah mm-hmm. um i don't know i just feel like like all the wackiness kind of like makes sense with him directing it I think he. I agree. I agree. But I think this is still the best Raiden out of any of the movies. I would agree. Uh, maybe the animated, but the animated doesn't. I, I actually, I think the animated did it better. We'll get to the animated one. But <laughs> moving on to the next character, um, Sonya. I don't really have that much to say about Sonya. She just, she's cool and she's usually badass. So like, there's not really much else to say about her. Yeah, she kicked Johnny. Oh wait, does she kick Johnny in the nuts or is that the No, that's the one? animated Damn it. one. <laughs> <laughs> Getting my my movies confused. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, so she was Yeah, I don't, I don't there's nothing really to say actually. Mm-hmm. She kind of uses her legs in the fights, which I guess is Sonya's thing. Yeah. But that's really it. Yeah, she's she, just kind of there. She goes she yeah, she's just kind of there. She goes fights Kano and then that's kind of it. Uh-huh. Oh, and then back to Liu Kang. Um I think it's cool that he like his whole motivation behind it is to like avenge his brother and he doesn't even believe in the whole tournament thing at the beginning like he's skeptical about it yeah. i think that's cool like compared to the animated movie he's just he he's very like um it feels like more he's like being driven by his heart than like his mission. And the I movie, guess. I feel like he's not a flaw, or the the animated one, he's not a, like a flawed character at all. Like he's more of like, I don't know, like a, like a Superman. Like he's like yeah. the perfect goody goody guy. Yeah. And like, oh, you're clearly supposed to be the main character. But this one, like any of them, I feel like can be the main character, which I think is kind of cool. Works like it's reminiscent of the game you know like where you get to pick whatever character you want to be like yeah that's that's actually a good point i like that i think either Liu kang or johnny cage especially could be the main characters of this movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and sonya kind of maybe like maybe like the harry potter type thing you know (laughs) the three people just (laughs) Uh to get the same setup yeah um well speaking of that like we we know Liu Kang's motivation of going for his whole his order and stuff. I mean, he's been training his whole life for this. But because why was Shang Tsung trying to have Sonya and Johnny Cage there? Like it wasn't even Raiden trying to bring Sonya and Johnny Cage on the island to fight. Like it was Shang Tsung going there, and it's like, why did he bring them there? Johnny Cage is like yeah. the reason that Goro dies. Like if if he if Shang Tsung didn't bring them there, he, they probably would have won. That is like I, I I never understood what Shang Tsung's motivation was to bringing them to the island for the tournament. Yeah, I have no idea, because it's really just if you want to do it, or if like you're the champion of mm-hmm. someone, or you're like defending your realm yeah. to not get taken over. And they don't even know anything about it. Yeah, maybe it's just there's no characterization like that. Like they didn't really have a reason for them to be in it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I guess the last character to talk about would be Sub-Zero. We didn't really talk about him. But again, with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, I think that uh, like they just didn't have enough characterization before and like they were just ninjas so yeah. maybe they're Shang Tsung's minions and they're barely in it and they don't look that cool either they don't look that cool they're be- their they're eyes be- their eyes just they, cuz they have like this like smoky looking contact mhm and it just looks strange unless you're really up close and you can like see that they're wearing contacts from far away their eyes just like look really weird you yeah, the mean? costumes are really weird. That was my my next thing was the costumes in this movie. I think they're all pretty good. The scorpion, like the the uh, the ninja ones, definitely haven't aged well enough. Like scorpion yeah. and sub zero and reptile. The masks are way too big. I feel like that's like a common thing. Like the masks go out way too far. Yeah, I feel like I I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, katana. Katana's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even... Because for the next movie, for Annihilation, I've got a bunch of stuff about Katana because she's a big part of it. But mm-hmm. Katana really doesn't do anything in this one. Mm-hmm. I know. She's she's largely useless in this movie. Mm-hmm. Except to give Liu Kang like, a somewhat love interest, I guess. Yeah, which doesn't even make sense in the next one. <laughs> Not a lot makes sense in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so... What do you think about the music? The theme song is oh, the awesome. Oh, the theme song is so good. The theme good. song it's is so, so good. It's so that like no matter like, like I, when I first turned it on and the, the minute it starts going, you're already like yeah. moving in your chair like that. Oh, yeah, it's so good. And then the album, it was the first EDM album ever to get platinum to go platinum. Really? Yeah. This no the soundtrack way. was the first EDM album ever to go platinum. That is so weird. Yeah, I know. That's actually cool, though. That's really cool. Yeah. That's I. I would never have thought. Cause yeah, that that's that's where the song comes from. It wasn't in any other iteration. That's what the first time the song yeah, showed up. Yeah, was this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know who made them? The Immortals. The Immortals made yeah, it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you the link to it. Okay. <laughs> I, I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess just my closing thoughts on this movie is that like. It is essential for creating the characters for, like, who they'll eventually become in the later games because they only had the premise and the character bios basically to go off of. And, like, unfortunately, it kind of hasn't aged that well. But it's still, like, super entertaining. Just like Daredevil, I would watch it any time. If somebody was like, you want to watch the original Mortal Kombat movie? I'd be like, hell yeah. Because this is... It's been largely largely regarded as the best video game movie. Yeah, when when you told me that when we were first starting it, I I actually do agree with that. I genuinely cannot think of a video game movie that I enjoyed besides this one. And yeah, like like you said, I don't think it's a great movie, but as a Mortal Kombat fan, if you watch it and you know the characters and you can, because they don't piece together the lore that well mm-hmm. but like knowing it like from all the other games you're kind of able to like fill in things from here and there and it just makes a bit more sense like they they don't really explain it like I, they do a little bit but it's kind of like very quick like shang Tsung's power and like his importance oh, and, and, stuff. Like, and the whole purpose of the tournament is just yeah. super glossed over yeah exactly like yeah. like like when shang Tsung, i remember when he walked away from johnny cage and like he like he was disguised as someone else and he went away i remember thinking in my mind like 
anybody who's watching this who doesn't know anything about Shang Tsung would think that was the weirdest like yeah the, thing that that's what I was thinking uh, for both of these movies are like you're only gonna like really get the full experience if you already know the characters from the games like if you go into this blind not knowing anything about Mortal Kombat you're gonna be disappointed I 100% agree yeah I 100% agree um, what would you give this movie yeah so I I'm gonna give it a 6.5 and I know that's the same that I gave to Daredevil but I think this is a better movie than Daredevil so I'm gonna go back on my Daredevil ranking and move that to a 5 okay and this is gonna be a 6.5 we should do like we should keep track we should keep track yeah i think i was thinking <laughs> should, about that we should do like a letterboxed where we like we can keep even track have of it all the movies. yeah we could even have it where it's like like adjusted maybe like yeah, you know like uh-huh. there's like two columns and then like we adjusted it to this because i don't yeah. know if it, it, it's thoughts opinions change like, yeah yeah like it's I, just natural well if, if we if we get that up by uh this review or this podcast going up we'll We'll also link that in the description, mm-hmm. I guess. I'll give this movie a five. I'll be very conservative with it, <laughs> very <laughs> safe with my with it, because I like it, but I don't want to give it too much credit because mm-hmm. it's not a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think the best fight in this movie is? Oh, Johnny Cage and Scorpion, hands down. Really, I like the Liu Kang and Reptile fight. That was also another one. They added that whole fight. In the oh, reshoots. the reptile! Yeah, that's right. Cause oh, reptile's so weird in this movie. Yeah, uh huh. Cause instead they cause they have him as like this just reptile creature, but then he goes into a body of someone. I didn't get it. I didn't get it either. I think the fight's still pretty cool. I like how Liu Kang kills him with the bicycle kick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a staple of the character. Yeah, definitely. And then, I guess we maybe touched on this before, but who do you think the best character in this movie is? I think it's got to be Johnny Cage or Liu Kang. I gotta say Shang Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. I Just because I think agree. I think I would agree. I would also agree with what you're saying. I think it's between those three. Uh, yeah, I think it's a toss up. But I think it could go either way. Shang Tsung's voice is so he's, good. He's though. perfect. He's he perfect. is perfect. I'm so happy that they uh, put him in Mortal Kombat after. That's it's so good. It's so smart. All right, so I guess we can talk about the animated movie Scorpion's Revenge next. Because um, it also just covers the events of the first game, uh, just like the first movie. So, just the typical Mortal Kombat tournament. S- yeah, yeah. Tournament, yeah. Um, so, just to start things off, <laughs> I kind of like the intro with Daffy Duck jumping around and Scorpion like reaches out of the Warner Brothers logo and yeah. like, get over here or whatever <laughs> he says. I like that. And uh, just overall, the action in this movie is awesome. It's definitely a Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. movie. like Very reminiscent of the games we've been getting recently, yeah, especially. Yeah, and the the first Mortal Kombat movie, there's none of the like hyper-violence, but this is extremely violent. Yeah, pe- people get slashed up, the x-ray the x-ray move breaking i'm so happy that they added the x-ray moves like that's i like that that's like a staple of all the games now. yeah i do too it may it definitely adds a different unique characteristic to it yeah like it makes it, it makes it stand out from other fighting games uh what did you think of the art style i think it works i also i like the art style too i like it i think it works um but me personally, I wish they went with like a more unique style. 
because it feels very reminiscent of a lot of other the majority of stuff. just Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, I thought just generally it kind of looked like Scooby Doo plus like an anime art style. Yeah. And then there's another point in this where when Scorpion right after he gets killed and is in the Nether Realm, like it looked just like Samurai Jack to me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that the art style wasn't very unique. And but the, I, I like all the character designs. I think they're cool. The only thing that I didn't like about the character designs is their knuckles. Oh, they're the knuckles were, defined. like, popped out. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean... That's a good point. I don't know. That... that, that was... <laughs> oh, excuse you. me. That, that part weirded me out a little bit. I also agree. The, I think the only... I, uh, we'll get to it later. But I do wish that they would make m- more movies that were not based off of the events of the first game like i feel like we've seen the events of the of the first game told like a bunch of times through (laughs) (laughs) through mortal kombat 9 and the first movie and this like i want to see more more stuff in the mortal kombat universe than just the first tournament i i would have to say i think i think for an animated film i think you're right i think it would work much better to have a lot of the stuff like Outside of the Mortal Kombat tournament story arc, I think that could be explored really well in animation, just because you could do so much with animation. But I think if like you ever like if they ever make another live action movie, it always has to be the tournament. Yeah, because I feel like that's the only thing. Because it's never gonna get a huge budget. Not right. I mean, it, even if it did, like they could they can make it a lot more. It's just an easier story to to tell. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. that's a bit more gripping to a larger bit of the audience. That's a good point. So, so I see why they did it, but yeah, I would agree, especially with animation. Like, imagine if they were able to, like, really explore the different realms. And, That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but what I think this this shines way more than the other one, the, the Mortal Kombat live-action movie, is that uh, you get to... It has all the lore to play off of now. Like yeah. all the lore is already set up, so like, like you get Quan Chi bringing back Scorpion, and like, you get Scorpion and Sub Zero's entire backstory, which wasn't in all that, and you get all the references to like Motaro and stuff. Yeah, like, it really builds off of the, the the lore as a whole. I feel like, and they even get to show you Jax's arms. Yeah, Jax's arms. Which is really yeah. cool. I like that. I do like that too. Let's talk about Kano again because I think it, I like that. Kano is responsible for Jax losing his arms. Yeah. Like, I think that that is good for Sonya's character. That her, like, Because it gives main, a bit more motivation for, for her, her to be trying to get Kano. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that Kano is kind of responsible for Jax losing his arms. And then I like later when all the Black Dragon people are there and he's kind of like a mini boss before they get to Shang Tsung. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um... But, and then I feel like Shang Tsung and Raiden in this are just used as exposition devices. Like, I like that Shang Tsung is old in this one. Because in, fir- in the live action one, he's young. I think an older Shang Tsung is way cooler. And then I also think he does the best job out of anything explaining the purpose of the tournament and like everything that's going on. Yeah. Like although he is an exposition device, he still does the best job out of anything explaining the tournament. I would agree with that. Mhm. 
And then I like, I like, I like how it's obviously it's self-titled Scorpion's Revenge, but it is cool seeing it more from Scorpion's perspective than yeah. I've ever seen it before. Like, it's it's taking it from primarily his point of view. Yeah, I do like that. I think, I guess we can start talking about Scorpion. Um, I like the very beginning when the when it very first opens when he's teaching his son the lesson about. Um, willpower and the scorpion um, basically like powering through any obstacle that it has and it he kind of just like explains his entire character motivation right there is that he is just gonna do whatever it takes no yeah. matter what yeah which I think is so cool um, I think so then he dies and all that which is so sad when his wife and kid die, you actually feel really yeah. bad. They they, for him. Make, they do that scene really well, mm-hmm. and just like the tension of yeah, just walking through that whole area, knowing that everybody in your clan got slaughtered. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, but then watching him just when he sees his wife dead on the floor, go crazy on all those is pretty <laughs> so cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Usually, I I feel like prequel stuff doesn't really work that well like especially with star wars because they have to like explain all the like this is how c-3po came around like he was built by anakin and like it's like he doesn't need to have an origin story he just is but i think it works really well in this one like even when he is in the nether realm and he is like chained up uh-huh. and he like rips this like the chain spear and you're like oh like that makes sense how he would get it like yeah I thought it worked really well. I, I would agree. And I think another cool thing about Mortal Kombat is it is very much like the appeal of the story is why these characters are fighting. So I feel like the backstory definitely does help. But yeah, yeah. I do I do agree. The thing uh, with the chains going through his arms and Outworld after he dies, that was a good addition to showing how he would yeah. eventually like get his iconic weapon. And then like when he's in the Nether Realm and stuff. Um, or is I, it Outworld or is it Nether Realm? The Nether Realm. That is Nether. Okay. Yeah. My bad. Um, I thought it was cool. You're right because it's Ermax. Yeah. Or not Ermax. Shinnok. and Shinnok. Yeah. yeah. Because so many characters. <laughs> I I put that in. <laughs> that's true. I put that in there that they have the luxury of uh, building off of the current lore with Shinnok and uh, Quan Chi and all that. Yeah. Um. When did this movie come out? This year. It, like, just came out, like, a couple months ago. Oh, it like, did, really? during quarantine, yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I yep. thought it was, like, a year old. No, it just came out. That's cool. That's funny that I watched it. I didn't even know it was new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty new. <laughs> and then, um, I think it's so cool when he, um kills that one Lin Kuei guy at the very beginning of the tournament. Oh, wait, actually, before that, I like how he goes into the tournament, like, representing the nether realm. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. cool that each of the realms have their own, like, fighters that are representing all of them. So I thought yeah. that was, like, a cool aspect that they showed that he was there to represent the nether realm. It, it kind of gave a little bit of a glimpse of the that there's more realms yeah yeah because in the other movies it's really just earth realm and outworld yeah exactly i agree i agree um and then when he like first starts the tournament and he kills the lin Kuei guy that whole scene is so cool um and then 
when he kills Sub Zero at the, the the pit, and that's that was the very first stage fatality ever, was jumping off that big bridge onto yep. the spikes. So I thought that was that was awesome. Um, I liked all the little references. I like how Sonya kept kicking Johnny in the nuts. I did like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Again, I don't I don't really have much to say about Sonya Sonya Blade. Um, like I think at first I thought she was gonna be a little lame, but her backstory in the end is actually or like right when they show her backstory at the beginning, like it's so cool and you actually like see how badass she is and mm-hmm. you buy it all. And when she's fighting that dude at the beginning, and she like kicks and punches his teeth out. Yeah, that was that was brutal. It was so cool. And then when she fights reptile later in it, like it feels like Predator is what I thought. Yeah. When he's like invisible. Oh, that and is targeting that is one thing. Everything. All right, as much as I like the gore in this movie, they opted for killing people just by decapitating them way too much. Oh yeah, and like splitting their head yeah. in half. And yeah. There wasn't very much variation. Yeah, because like it looked cool, but then I remember like it was at that point because Sonya kills reptile by using her like little wire and just mm-hmm. like cutting it off that was a, that was like the only time where i felt like it was the most creative and then all the other times well that's one of her fatalities too. yeah 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 exactly but then you scorpion literally rips off the heads of like eight like not even like yeah. 12 different people a bunch and, of and people the rest throughout the rest of the movie yeah um so I guess we could talk about Johnny Cage now. Or, yeah, let's talk about Johnny Cage. Um, I couldn't tell if it was the same voice actor as the games. Because Scorpion and Sub-Zero are definitely the same voice actors as the games. But I don't think anybody else is. I don't think so, yeah. But I, I don't really play enough Sonya and Johnny Cage to, to recognize. Um, but I like how in this one... Like, his motivation for the whole thing is he thinks he's just on a movie set the entire time. (laughs) I think that's so funny. (laughs) That is pretty good. And I don't know, like, in in any other movie, I feel like the type of character that Johnny is is somebody that I get annoyed with super fast and just be, like, annoyed with. But, like, somehow I still think he's so cool because it's just so cool to watch him, like, learn how to be a badass. Yeah. Johnny Cage is one of the best characters in the whole franchise, I think. What do you think? Of, what did you think about his fight with Baraka? Or at least, I think it's Baraka. Yeah, it yeah, is Baraka. It's, it's, it's Baraka or Tarkatan. Yeah, I, probably. Yeah, probably Baraka. I think it's cool. The whole time, it, it's just him like running away though, and then. Yeah. But the end when he like jumps off and he's like, "Eat me, Buttercup." That was stupid. Yeah. And then at the end, he has has to say toasty. Because it's one of those Mortal Kombat things. Yeah, that's it's one of those things where it was like you're watching the fight and you're like, Baraka kind of beat Johnny Cage. Johnny yeah. Cage just got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but I guess that fits in with his character. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. And then he's badass at the end when he's fighting all those monsters with Sonya. Mm-hmm. I think Johnny Cage oh, is awesome. There was the who's the centaur guy? Motaro. Motaro. They had like a Motaro looking guy. The, I think it was the, Motaro. Yeah, yeah, or something to call to it. Mm-hmm. They I didn't, they didn't cool. say it specifically, but yeah, I know. I noticed that that group of monsters, the Johnny yeah. and Sonya fight. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, since Johnny Cage has to say the toasty thing, which is the Mortal Kombat 
um, like saying. I think the both times that Shang Tsung says finish him in it also work. Like it's not just like shoehorned in as like a Mortal Kombat thing that they have to say. Like yeah. like it is in the first one. Like both times it's when Goro rips off Jax's arms and then he's like trying to rip Liu Kang apart where he's like finish him and I like that Goro does the exact same thing to like rip his limbs off because in the games you would be doing the same fatality over and over again so like yeah that's cool that like that's his fatality that's what he's gonna do to kill somebody every single time I yeah that was like a cool little I was reference I was surprised that Scorpion was the one who ended up killing Goro that was so yeah, so cool that was like, very it was very out of left field like kind of because I because you would th- you think you think Liu yeah. Kang's gonna win because that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, when Scorpion does actually like uh, kill Shang Tsung, like I think it's cool that you still get to see the character or, development from well Scorpion. Oh well, Scorpion. Quan Chi, you mean? Well, like Scorpion wins the tournament by killing Goro and like sending Quan Chi, or sorry Shang Tsung back to Shao so, Kahn, yeah. and then he. Like, I think it's cool that he develops more as a character, um, like, by doing the right thing, by letting Earthrealm be saved by the tournament, and then he still gets to have his revenge on Quan Chi at the end, which I think was super cool. And then he gets to do the best, the two best fatalities of all time with the head rip, where he rips the head out with the spine still on it, and then he rips off his face and And lights him on fire. I think those are the two best fatalities. (laughs) In the franchise. Um, oh, and that's the only time that he hits him with the, the spear and he's like, get over here. You're right. Yeah. That's I the only about time that. he says that, which is, it's cool that they. And it fits too. It doesn't feel like, because what we're talking about in the Mortal Kombat movie, whenever he says it, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what Scorpion says, guys. But yeah, and that it was like, it actually, like, it was in a fight. Like, it, it, it matched what he was doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it all it all totally works. Um, but I think with Sub-Zero, before we knew that Quan Chi was impersonating him to kill the Shirai Ryu, uh, I thought it was cool that Sub-Zero was like a, like a brutal guy that was just ruthless and killing everyone. I'm like, okay, he seems like he is gonna be an like he's an evil dude and like this is the guy that's eventually gonna be noob cybot after uh scorpion kills him and maybe that's how that sub-zero really is and quan chi just um like made him that way but i was like yeah this is definitely the dude that's gonna become noob and the the guy that uh eventually is sub-zero that's his brother is just there to Avenges brother's death. Is it Bihan? Bihan. Is Bihan noob or is Bihan the one? I think Bihan is noob and Kwai Liang is the brother. Okay. Yeah. I fucking hate noob Saibot. (laughs) He has the up down portal move. That's so annoying. Like even, oh dude, it's, it is ridiculous. Just a zoning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're good. You're good. (laughs) Just getting off track. Um, but we don't really get that much sub zero. But it's fine. I think he serves his purpose well. And Raiden and Liu Kang in this movie, I'm not really a huge fan of because both of them are just 
expository devices again where like at the very beginning when they're on the ship and they're like I explaining actually, the character motivations for everybody yeah. and i was like oh, all right whatever <laughs> i can kind of i i per, i think for me personally i think raiden's character I, I i typically agree that i don't like the expositional type characters but i think raiden just works perfectly for that i think in a weird way for me at least when they use him for that reasons it makes sense or maybe yeah. that's just like my biased mind showing through but whenever it's raiden at least um it doesn't feel too forced for yeah me. at I least at least it. at least in this movie i think what would have made raiden better for me if is if they got his voice actor the yeah. voice actor from the games and it's the same guy that is in ghost in the shell as oh, okay. well is raiden so i feel like it would have worked better for me at least if it was the voice actor from the games um we kind of already talked about Liu Kang, where I, I just find Liu Kang a little bit boring in this movie because he's not flawed at all. Like, But when he fights all the Black Dragon guys, that's when Liu Kang really shines, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, he's just kind of like the, the poster boy of the group, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's not going to do anything wrong. Like Johnny yeah. and Sonya are struggling, and he's just like, all right, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then... I think I like all of the character designs except for Quan Chi. I don't like Quan Chi's like eyebrow, like it goes across his eyes and stuff. I don't yeah. know. Quan Chi just looked weird to me. Yeah. That's the only character design I didn't really like. I think Goro's face could have been done a little. Goro's face oh, looked Goro's face very, looked weird. very DC. Yeah, he, oh, like, that's that's yeah. a good point. He looked like like Dark Side, Dark Side or, or Mongol. Yeah. Yeah. But you could definitely see that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers, yeah. yeah. But uh, my I guess my final thoughts on this movie are... I, It's entertaining for sure, but like I said, I don't really like that it's a retread of the events of the old game, of the first game, but it makes sense At why. At least they kind of do it a yeah, little Yeah, like they have all of the lore yeah. to build off of, which really helps. I definitely want to see a sequel. I definitely want to see what happens next. Yeah. I would love to see a sequel of this. Um, I'm sure they would. I mean, at some point. Yeah, I bet they will. I bet they will. I think this is a pretty well-received movie. But I I also like how it knows that, like, Liu Kang is is really the main character of the series. Like, he's Mm -hmm. the chosen one and everything. But it also knows that Scorpion is the face of the franchise. And, like, Scorpion's going to get a lot of stuff to do in this movie. So I thought that that was really cool. You have any final thoughts? I do not. What would you rate this movie? I would say... I would say a 6 out of 10. I think the animation is good. I think it gets the job done. And like there are some really cool parts, but I think as a whole, the animation is not that fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like When they're really getting into like the gory fighting parts, I think it's entertaining. Yeah. Other than that, it doesn't do anything like that radically different to where it like makes a standout in my mind as a unique animated film uh-huh. and then like you said it's just the same tournament arc yeah i'd say i'd say six i don't think yeah i'd say six yeah. i think i give it i think i'm gonna give it the same as i gave the first live action six and a half yeah i think six and a half works um what's the best fight you think 
in this movie? I'm going to ask huh. you that for all the movies. What's the best fight and the best character? Probably Sonya. I think Sonya's done the, the best in this one. Really? I, I, I'd say either the one that you talked about where it's at the beginning and she fights that guy or probably more so with Reptile. Mm-hmm. I think the Reptile fight is cool. I like when Scorpion kills all the guys at the beginning after his family gets killed. Yeah. That one's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's cool that all the characters get a cool-ass fight where they get to showcase everything yeah. that they do. I, it was also smart having like... Yeah, like they were able to show Baraka just because he was fighting Johnny, just to yeah. give like Baraka fans like, oh hey, there's Baraka. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I think that's sweet too. Um, and then who do you think the best character is? Oh, did did we already say that? Or no, that was the best fight. But did you, did you say Sonya was the best character? I would say I'd say be- has the best fights and character. I think yeah. I I still think it's got to be Johnny Cage. Or, honestly, Scorpion, because he's the main character of this. But I think it's either Johnny Cage or Scorpion mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um. So do you want to move on to the most legendary movie of all time? <laughs> yep. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, it looks like, yeah, so we've, we've gone from the... We're moving from the movies, the MK movies that fans can actually watch and have fun. And somewhat enjoy, like you could actually become a fan of these movies. And we're moving on to something else. A movie that has an amazing 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. 2%? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the first things I noticed when I was about to watch it. I'm like, oh my god, this movie has 2%. <laughs> so, uh, I like in the, in the very first scene, it takes place right after the first Mortal Kombat movie when... They're celebrating winning like the right tournament. After. It's, it, it's like, like as immediately the, as the movie after. ends from Mortal Kombat, it starts in... Like yeah, like. Shao Kahn invades. And in that scene where like Shiva comes down, Sindel, all of them, and they yeah. like jump, and you can see the green screen like around the characters, especially with Shiva on her extra set of arms. You can really see it like around her body. Yeah. And like... And then there's a part at the beginning when like Raiden flips towards Shao Kahn and Shao Kahn does a front flip forward too. And there's like a big white circle around them where they got (laughs) keyed out of the background. And like, oh, it's like, I feel like I could do better green screen work than that. Yeah. The minute the movie starts out, it's already in your face. Like this, this has no, like we're going to do our best to explain the plot of this movie, but just know that it sounds jumbled and fucking not nonsensical because it is well again <laughs> i think it's because they didn't really have anything to work off of like i feel like the the story of these the, at least the first three games gets really fleshed out at, during mortal kombat 9 like yeah i don't think that they had very much to go off of to make this movie they're just like oh yeah shao Kahn invades and here's all the characters you can use do you think that so the returning cast of this of of the characters that are in the last one, Sh- the actor for Shang Tsung doesn't come back, and yeah. the actor for Johnny Cage just dies. Yeah, Johnny like, Cage like, dies. Like, right. like, like, it's like, not even the same actor either. Like, yeah, it's not the same Johnny actor, Cage and and legitimately like two minutes in, like he like walks <laughs> yeah. up and his neck just gets snapped, and you're like, oh, John- Johnny's Johnny Cage dead. Is not gonna be in this <laughs> entire movie. <laughs> There was one thing I do have to point out because it is my least part, my least favorite part of this entire movie is the lightning sound effects. 
Oh, I didn't even notice that. It sounds like a like you know when you have a zipper and you like like so you have it like say you have like a hoodie mm-hmm. and it's zipped all the way up and you just like swing the zipper down really fast it goes like zip. <laughs> That's what all the lightning sounds like. And I didn't caught, even notice it that. It caught my like I noticed it so much because I use it in every like single. It's so much throughout the movie and it just sounds like a zipper is being like moved really really quick <laughs> and I'm like. It, it, it bugs the hell out of me. And it's even the same, like, thing. They use the same sound effects over and over again, the same shots. But that one really got to me. And, like, that, for, like, at the entire, like, beginning of it, you just hear, like, this, zoop, zoop, <laughs> zoop. And you're like, that's, that's not lightning. Or that's not thunder. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I think at the beginning, too, they, they mention how they have six days to complete all of their tasks. And... The timeline just doesn't make sense. The uh-huh. timeline doesn't make sense at all. Like suddenly it's been six days, and when like right after the fight with Smoke, Sub Zero says something like, two days ago, Shao Kahn reprogrammed oh. Smoke to go after you and said yeah. and it's and like, then, and then this then, movie and then just the started. End, it was not at the two end, days." Jax is like, "That was the craziest week I ever had," and you're like, <laughs> "That was a week. That was like one day." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. And then before we start talking about the characters, just I think my favorite line in the in the entire movie is right at the beginning too, when they go to those little ball things that like go around the whole earth. That I like have move, that written down too. So that fast. is so <laughs> yeah. So when so then they, Katana goes, it's like right after the thing. So just because I, I I I just I ha- I have to go back to the intro just because it's it was so mind boggling to me at the time. So yeah, Sh- Shao Kahn comes down. And to be honest, I wasn't entirely sure that was Shao Kahn for like the first forty minutes of the movie. Oh yeah, because he 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 has the mask with the skull on it, but he's just a bald guy, just douche. <laughs> his <laughs> yeah. voice, his voice does not work for Shao Kahn no. either. It's like, hello everyone, I'm here to take over, yeah. and like and then, it's like, and then doesn't thing sound where he's like, like, on the seventh day, I will kill all of you, and you're like, why are you? trying to be god yeah. <laughs> it was so weird it's not like there, there's already established elder gods in this world like mm-hmm. i don't know yeah the but mask. yeah but after that is what you're talking about the ball thing so katana and yeah. luke kang just like there's like a monkey bar in there and they just <laughs> it's like that it. monkey ball game <laughs> yeah. have you ever played that i have yeah yeah and then they're like we use the air from the Earth's core to move anywhere in the Earth as fast as you want. And, and then, then it's just a boom. <laughs> no, and then Katana says the best line in the whole movie, and it makes no sense at all. And she's like, you're moving so fast that it doesn't feel like you're moving at all. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? What? What does that mean? That's funny. That's funny that she says that because there's even the point where like Luke Cage almost like loses grip and is like, oh, shit. And she's like, yeah, you better hold on. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't make sense at all. That is that was one of the most strange. That is such a weird design choice to be like. All right, what do we need to put in the movie? Big balls that make them move yeah. really fast. And like, it's and only two only Katana and Liu Kang go. Yeah, well, I think Raiden and Sonya use one to go get Jax, but then Raiden just like teleports away, and we never see her use them. Okay, that makes sense. But that was. Like they have a whole week to do it, like, and they complete everything in a day. Why do they even need these balls to travel super fast? Yeah, like, like what? Why is there a, a freaking like marble hot, like a hot yeah, wheels a hot track? wheels track in the in <laughs> inside the earth to get you wherever you want to go? Like in this world where you can open tele like portals and go to different realms, and they have 
a Hot Wheels track. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I've got my notes structured as the the characters that do the least to the characters that do the most. So I guess we could start with Shiva. Um, we already mentioned how the image like cuts like the mask around her arms. Yeah, you you can see cut. you can even see it like when they do the CGI things that her arms clip into her a lot. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. doesn't look natural. It looked like she like was moving her normal arms around and then they just like copy and pasted her arms right below. Like, yeah. So that was weird. And uh, I like it. They do follow the lore where she says something about how she's Queen Sindel's yep. protector. Yeah. But that was probably one of the things that they knew from the game. Like, oh, she's just Queen Sindel's bodyguard. And then she just gets gets crushed by Katana's cage so early. We don't even get to see yeah, her there fight. Yeah, wasn't even a fight. I think, I think that's because they knew the forearms effect wasn't going to look good. So they just had to get rid of her as soon as they could. Yeah, they instead decided to use whatever the hell goblins they hired to play (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and then smoke oh no 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 no. sonia sonia feels more just like a damsel in distress in this movie more than like the badass spec op and she forgets so fast about Johnny Cage dying. Yeah, she says it like once after when she picks up Jack. She's like, "Why Johnny have to die?" And that was it. Then she yeah. like doesn't care that he's dead. And I like how it's implied too that Jack's died in the last movie, and then he's just here with metal arms. Metal arms, and which also don't stay on him. Yeah, Dude, they get ripped off at the end, and then he just has normal arms, and you're like, "What?" It, I think it, it works way better for Jax's character that he needs to get injured to have the arms, but. The arms getting ripped off kind of works more for his arc in this movie, where if like he, if the characters even have arcs, but I think it works more for this for his character arc where he's got no uh, confidence, and when he can finally take the arms off, that's like, oh, now he has all this confidence. So. I guess yeah, I guess that's that's true. That was the only. It just reason threw that me could... so off guard when at the end he's fighting. I Motaro. Motaro. I yeah, it is Motaro. And then I genuinely think this is my theory because it looks like they didn't know that his arm was going to rip off. Oh, and it just came off and they were like, fuck, we got to yeah, write like, this like, in. Like, like during the choreography, like he grabbed his arm somehow and then he ripped off like the... <laughs> it was an thing. accident. Yeah, but but I guess also at the... I guess maybe not because he also wears fingerless gloves the entire yeah. movie and you can see his hands, uh-huh. which I thought was really weird it's too. It's weird. I don't know. Like, like, like I said, this this talk is gonna be a lot of just what what happened. Why, yeah. <laughs> why why did they do that? So this is when like right, so right after. Um, or do you want to talk about the smoke fight first? Because that happens. I legitimately first. don't even remember the smoke fight. The smoke fight, fight with I Liu don't Kang even, and I, Katana. I, I, He's like oh, the Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. like it's right after they go through all the balls and stuff. Yeah, because he's a cyborg right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and the because that get that that gets changed when the timeline gets reset in Mortal Kombat Nine. That yeah. He doesn't become the the cyborg. But anyway, before he attacks Liu Kang and Katana, the like the smoke that goes over the screen, it doesn't look like. It, clearly, the smoke's not actually there. It's just yeah. like a layer of like stock smoke that they had go over it and then he mm-hmm. appears but i think his costume is really good it looks accurate to they mortal kombat 3 and like same I don't, with cyrax's the, I, I think that was cyrax yeah it right? is cyrax yeah. the i thought the yellow coloring 
uh, looked a little bit more Plasticky. cheesy. Yeah, but I think Smoke being like a gray color with the dark lighting, like yeah. his co- I think he has one of the best costumes in the whole movie. I would agree. And I, I could definitely see that. I I think that that fight is so cool. I I think that 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 fight was the only one that like really impressed me. I thought for the fight scenes were so there's so many scenes in it where um they'll do a shot of like the character punching and then they'll do a close up shot of that same punch and then watch it reacting as they miss it and then it like hits the wall and yeah. that like happened like eight times in each fight and that really bugged me <laughs> the, the choreography was not good yeah all and then so right after I, I i would agree i think the the smoke costume looks better because the color makes it less look less plasticky mm-hmm. and then right after that sub-zero comes just in in out of nowhere he's he just sliding on and... the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they just turn the footage upside down <laughs> just I mean that would make sense, but I remember watching him come in, and I'm like, I didn't know Sub Zero was Spider Man. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, where did he come from? <laughs> he just flies in out of nowhere. Yeah, and then uh, their 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 costumes are terrible. Scorpion and Sub Zero, and like. They don't even make make a oh Sub Zero looks so lame. Sub Zero looks so I'm, bad. I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I'm not gonna make fun of the actor. Like, obviously, I don't think anybody in this movie wanted to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, looking at Sub. Oh, oh, I just. Oh, dude, this movie's so. Everybody's so American, and then Jade is the most Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like 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 Sub Zero takes off his mask and he's like this Italian like looking dude and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, and the masks are way too big. They're, yeah, they look terrible. And then him and Scorpion fight and they don't even explain at all how Scorpion's alive or anything. Yeah. And uh, after getting his head split in half. Yeah, and he, he has the living spears again. Two yeah. of them this Two time. Two of them this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. they only they only use it in one shot. That yeah. one shot when he comes up. They I think. only use it. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe. And then, at the end, he just kidnaps Katana, and he's like, "Suckers!" Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He says he says, "Get over here and suckers," just uh-huh. as as always. And then they're never in it. I like those are the coolest characters in the franchise and they're never in it like this movie kills johnny cage right at the beginning and scorpion and sub-zero are never in it uh (laughs) it's like why why did you make that choice also speaking of yeah i i agree it's it's weird and then they had other things where it's like they added too many characters that like you just didn't need and raiden sounded more native american than nighthawk oh as, that's what I remember. That was one thing that I like had an epiphany of after like when I saw Nighthawk and then Raiden came up. I was like, Night like like I said, it's weird because like Mortal Kombat, there's so many different characters mm-hmm. and they're all from different areas, and like the like you know like it's just weird seeing everybody be so American, <laughs> yeah. And then Nighthawk sounds American, Nightwolf. and then or night sorry Nightwolf, yeah. Um, sound american and mm-hmm. raiden sound native american and then have one chinese actor play <laughs> play jade yeah it's weird i like when nightwolf when he like first meets nightwolf and he he's the wolf and he goes pretty cool huh it's my animality oh, and i'm God. like oh my it's God. his fursona <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the, I wrote that down. I remember laughing so hard. It's like, oh my god, the MK people. Could they have it? Don't they? Do they have animalities in the game? In Mortal okay? Kombat, that's 3, what I was gonna say. They have animalities and babalities. So I do remember the babalities. I was gonna say when they because yeah, I, I put I put one and two together because they have so many of those just alities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that are different. But it's just like why? Yeah. Like why? It, it's, and it like they. I, I thought his costume was pretty good. He looks he looks accurate. Yeah, it, it works. And but they hype him up. They're like, Nightwolf is the key. Nightwolf is gonna help you. Like you're gonna learn a bunch of cool shit from Nightwolf. And, and he's then in the movie for like five. He minutes. just knocks him out. And then Liu Kang wakes up in the snowy place where Jade is. And then he learns the animality, but it doesn't even matter in the end anyway. Like yeah. So what was the point of Nightwolf being in it at all? The animality thing was so weird. It's so weird. It's just so out of left field. Like you're watching it and you're like, all right, this movie's ridiculous. (laughs) Pretty cool. And then that happens. My animality. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay. (laughs) And then, and then Jade comes up right after that, and she's she has no character. She's still just a katana palette swap. She's still just a green katana. Mm Mm-hmm. And well, she tries to fuck Luke King, and well, and then uh, like Jackson. very, very, se- and then yeah, and then Jackson, Jackson, <laughs> Raiden both make comments like about how hot they're she like, is. They're like, dang, I, I, would, I would freaking destroy Jade. And, like, there's like this whole like fight going on. They're like, damn, Jade, your, your legs are go all the way up, huh? And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, why? Why are they so sexual towards Jade? Like, I know. it's weird. <laughs> um, and then you know, you, all right. Sorry, I, I had in my notes. You're good. Something that I I, we, I almost forgot to mention when we talk about the smoke fight, the dragon that comes out of his tattoo. Oh, they they all have the dragon tattoos when did, they die. Did you notice that that is the they use the exact same shot every single time that happened in the movie? Mm-mm. It's the exact same. Oh, is it that d- exact shot. same it's dragon the, animation? Yeah, it's the exact. So they have it like where you, <laughs> the only thing that's different is um, the size of the dragon. I think. No, not even. Not even. It's the same size for all of them. But like at the ends when he comes out, sorry, I'm, I'm like about to. <coughs> oh Jesus! At the ends when the dragon comes out of Shao Kahn, mm-hmm. that part is unique when he like pops out of his body. But then right after it cuts to them, and then it cuts to him, and it's the same shot again of the dragon like yelling at the camera and then swirling out of existence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but Jesus. when Jade betrays them. Because she's actually working with Sindel. I didn't see that coming, to be honest. Like, I didn't see it coming either. Definitely not. Um, but then they... The next character that kind of comes in chronologically is Melina. She fights uh, Sonia and Jax. And her characterization seems pretty accurate. Um, she fights like very animalistic and... They even confuse her for Katana at the beginning because Katana is the uh, sister. Or, she, or Melina's a clone or twin, yeah, yeah. of Katana. But, like, Jeez. I thought, I also thought her costume was pretty good. Like, most of the costumes in this are pretty accurate except for Scorpion and Sub Zero. But, um. And Raiden. <laughs> and Raiden. About Raiden. 75% of the movie. Yeah. Like, all right, 75% of the movie, he looks like, all right, that's Raiden. And then. Something happens where he's like, that's not Raiden. <laughs> no, 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 no. But for Melina, I did want to see her mask come off. I wanted to see her, like, tar cotton teeth. And again, Melina is such a cool character. I wish she was in it more. 
I agree. I 100% agree. Yeah. Next, we have Sindel's character. She comes in, and I feel like the only sh- thing she does is maniacally laughs. Maniacally laugh and yells. Yeah. yeah. No, you, you got that right. And then the, the hair whip effect move is... They do it once, and it's... It doesn't look good. It, it doesn't look good at all. No, it doesn't look <laughs> anywhere good. And then I was a little mad when she... Her and Jade fight, and you just don't even see the fight, but then... I guess it kind of makes sense in the end when they, like, betray the group. Yeah. So I kind of have to give that a pass. And then uh, Rain is hardly in it, too. Rain is, like, one of my favorite characters, so I wish he was in it. And the ninja costume also looks terrible. Mm -hmm. But, like... The worst worst costumes definitely are the Tarkatan costumes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, like, so... I don't know if it's a mask or if it's just layers and layers of makeup on them, but it's, like, their face, like, protrudes out so much. Well, Rain's backstory in the game is he's, like, an Edenian god, and he... Yeah, he's, like, a super cool god, and here Mm -hmm. he's just... Just, like, some general that he has that he kills super early in it yeah i don't know (laughs) it's just another one of those things why and then baraka his face just looks terrible like you said i thought did you ever watch that old goosebumps show from the 90s that's what i thought he looked he looked like he was supposed to be right out of (laughs) goosebumps no that's definitely i i see that for sure um and then ermac is kind of in it barely at the end he is yeah, he's the red ninja. I literally don't even remember Ermac. He, he's in the, the final fight at the end. He fights Sonya, I think. And then there's a part where he like splits open. Oh, you're open, right. That like is Ermac. He Ur-Mac. splits and there's like a black ninja. I'm like, is that is that noob? You're right. You're right. I do remember that now. I didn't catch on that that was Ermac. I think he had the best ninja mask in the whole thing. His mask yeah. was pretty okay, I thought. Yeah. I would agree. And the, the weirdest thing for... The weirdest design choice, as we slightly mentioned earlier, was Raiden cutting his hair when he became oh, yeah. mortal. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> the last kind of side character is Motaro, which his prosthetics look terrible. His teeth look weird and big. and But I feel like the CGI for the rest of his body doesn't look that bad because, one, you never really get to see it, and, two, it's always in, like, a dark scene so it's always pretty fast you don't really ever see any of that so yeah that that i feel like is is okay too but now the the two characters that i wanted to talk about the most from this are raiden and shao khan so i guess we can start with raiden and i think the recast is just so bad i think the first raiden the first raiden was miles ahead i think the, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's it's just weird, man. They, I like how they gave him, I like how they gave Raiden more of a role, but also it doesn't really matter because this movie's just awful. <laughs> yeah, and then when he cuts his hair, he's like, "Oh, it's a new look," and then, yeah, like, then they just brush it off like it just it's so stupid. Yeah, it's like is that supposed to be funny or something? Like, you uh, you you're using a trope of like. Where like a girl becomes more independent or wants to shed off her old ways like, and cuts her hair, but you're using it on an elder guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And and then when they're like when they reveal that Shao Kahn and him are brothers. Oh, I for- completely forgot about that. <laughs> I th- oh my god, that's so dumb. It's so dumb. And that Shinnok is their dad, and that like 
they they say his name once, and I'm like, wait a second, that was supposed to be Shinnok as the dad, yeah. and then in the credits, he's billed as Shinnok. I did not know that was Shinnok. Yeah, it was supposed to be Shinnok. I just thought it was their dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. And then... And Shao Kahn is not Shao Kahn. No, he's like... He's, he's just a dude. His voice is not intimidating at all. He the mask like, is way too big. He, he also, like, pronounces words, like, he, like... When he acts, like, to sound, like, intimidating, he, like, protrudes his lips out like a monkey. It'll be like, mm-hmm. like, it just looks weird, and it just doesn't, it just, <laughs> it the, n- none of it works. None of it works. Uh, the When I first saw him, I thought that, uh, I was like, where do I recognize this guy from? I've definitely seen this guy in something else. And he is one of the guys at the beginning of the first Terminator movie that gets killed by Arnold Schwarzenegger at the very, very beginning. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's it. That's the only thing that I recognize him in, though. Um, I His motivation to, like, impress Shinnok was just so dumb, so lame. Um, and then he kills Raiden at the end. Raiden dies, and then... Just gets very resur- anticlimactic. He literally just shoots like once, like I, I don't even know, like a green energy ball at him, and he's dead. Yeah, like there wasn't any fight. It was just bang, dead. And that, mm-hmm. that that's a lot for a lot with these characters. Yeah, like that happens to a lot of characters. You're just like, zip. All right, he's dead. Yeah, on to the next scene. Uh huh. Yeah, I get that too. Um, and then Shao Kahn and Liu Kang fight, and they do their whole animality thing. and Their personas come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> and Shao Kahn's forehead just stretches, and it looks so hilarious. And the CGI is terrible, mm-hmm. and you can't even tell what's going on. And and then I think that they knew that the CGI was going to be terrible, so they just made them go back to their human forms, and they fight. But then the theme song plays, and you get all hyped up for yeah. it. And then the theme song plays for, like, two minutes, and then you're like, okay, it was cool when it first came on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then then they just beat the Elder Gods step in, and then they kill. There was a point in that, like, ending fight where there was this strobe light effect for a good while. I want to say it was, like, a minute long. But it genuinely hurt my eyes. I remember I was like, I can't look at this right now. It's like actually hurting my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so great. And then they just win, and then they resurrect Raiden. He gets to replace Shinnok as an elder god, and then it's over. Overall, I feel like this movie a little bit gets a pass in my mind because, like, they again, they didn't have very much lore to follow, and... But you'll only enjoy it if you're a fan of the games and you already know about all the characters. Like, I had a great time seeing all these characters yeah. in live action. And the, the the entire film is just cameos and references and things that don't make sense. And Yeah. Do you have... We've talked about favorite fights. Do you even have a favorite fight? I think it's the it smoke the, it fight. It was the smoke one. The yeah, smoke right. fight is definitely the best one. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to answer that question. This no, time. there's not. There's <laughs> not a good one. I would, yeah, I would argue that there's not any good fights uh, I think I'm gonna have to give this movie a three I'm gonna give it a one <laughs> I think I still enjoyed it enough to give it a three and I would definitely watch it again whenever it's just so ridiculous and I would I would agree with the fact that I would watch it again because it's ridiculous but I genuinely believe this is one of the worst movies <laughs> I've ever watched <laughs> that is so funny well who's who's the best character in it 
Liu. Liu Kang. Just I I. Yeah, just, he's just, just the main character. Yeah, the main and character. And the actor's not bad. Like you could tell he's actually like trying. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't bad in the first one. Like, no. He actually did a good job. Yeah, I agree. I'd say um, Katana is. I don't know. There's a lot of just weird characters that. Just oh, we make we miss talking about Katana. Katana's acting is terrible in this movie, and I, I didn't know if it was like she didn't have a lot to work with in the first one that we didn't really get to see, but her acting is just terrible. Like yeah. she is not even surprised to see Sindel alive at the beginning, and then when she's right before Liu Kang fights Baraka, and she's just like, "It's a trap, Liu, leave," and like there's no emotion expressed yeah. at all. Like she doesn't even care. There's also one part that got to me was when she's talking to Shao Kahn. At some point in the movie, and Shao Kahn gives her a drink, and she spits it in Shao Kahn's face. That was one of those things where I was like, if that was, if this was the real Mortal Kombat movie, Shao Kahn would have her ripped out of that cage and break every single joint <laughs> yeah. in her body with his hammer. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. And then she uses her fans at one point, but when they're like in, they look so thick and big. But then she opens them up, and they look fine, but... For she one doesn't shot. do much of, for I one think, shot. I think it's for one fight. Yeah. <laughs> she barely. She never uses them again. I guess she doesn't really have many fights. She's in a cage the entire movie. But yeah, that that's kind of all I had to say about all these movies. I would agree. This I'm was a, a, an experience for sure to do all this Mortal Kombat stuff. Oh, I did want to mention that I'm playing through uh, Mortal Kombat 11, trying to get all the character endings, mm-hmm. and I, I'm gonna rank them all. And whenever I finish it, we can talk about it on one of the episodes of the podcast. But I wanted to come back with what the best ending was and the worst ending of all the characters. We're not going to go through all the endings, but I just wanted to talk about the worst one and the okay. best one. Okay, I like that idea. So when, just whenever I finish that. But Hell yeah. Well, thanks everybody for watching this or yeah. listening. We, we appreciate anybody who has been watching. Yeah, this has been a bit bigger one. We hope uh, it turned out well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's what's the what's the oh, next movie? Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay, so uh, it's not going to be a movie. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, and after playing all of the DLC and stuff with Spawn being in this, there's a Spawn TV show on HBO. It's animated, but okay. there's there's three seasons and 18 episodes. We can do all the episodes if you want, but I was thinking. Do you want to do just, season by season? Yeah, I was thinking we could just do the first season. There's only six episodes in the first season, and okay. it's all animated. It's on HBO. Okay, I could do that. And keep David voice really, Spawn that's in really that interesting. as well. That's cool. Yeah, so okay, that's cool. what I wanted to do. Season one of Spawn on HBO. All right, so. Until next time, everybody, we uh, we thank you for listening. Yes, yeah, thank you. We'll continue watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.